Hello everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Nonlinear Life Podcast, where we honor people's stories by celebrating life's disruptions and how it changed them for the better, the worse, or the wash. A lot has changed since this episode was recorded two weeks ago. America now leads the world in the number of confirmed cases of COVID-19. Three million Americans filed for unemployment last week. Medical health professionals are becoming inundated with cases in certain regions of America. And as April begins, we enter into a time where leading authorities predict we'll see a spike in the number of cases. All of the efforts to flatten the curve are going to be measured now. Last week, the president extended social distancing guidelines until April 30th. And it's predicted that as many as 200,000 people could die due to COVID-19 in the U.S. And those aren't arbitrary numbers. Um, Their moms, their dads, their Sunday school teachers, crushes, exes, spouses, your barista, your best friends, coaches, enemies, co-workers, grandparents, those people could die. And on Sunday, my pastor taught a sermon on mortality that depressed me, but exposed me to the weight of what's really at stake. We are all settling into our new normal with indefinite sureness of when this will be over and who's going to survive. Today's episode features Gloria. Gloria is a self-proclaimed extrovert who loves people. She's also served as a caregiver to her mother for 12 years. And this pandemic has been a solemn and sobering time, and it's allowed her to evaluate life and her interactions with others. So, I could be wrong, but... I met Gloria. I met you in 2010 or 2011. Um, Sometime in there. Yeah, at a college ministry called The Living Room at Buckhead Church. I don't know if I can say their name, but it is what it is. Um, We didn't have a lot of interaction with each other, but there was one specific instance that I remember. Um, So in the summer of 2011, um, Buckhead Church had something called Summer in the City or Summer Gathering or something like that. Um, And at the end of the little, like, sermonette they would do, we'd have, like, breakout sections and do, like, discussion. And so we were in one of the rooms. I was leading the group. And it was me and you, a woman named Anne, a guy named Brandon, and then, like, this one guy that I don't think anyone knew and I'd never seen him before. And so we were talking about something and you were saying something and it was just really, like, poignant and meaningful and out of the sudden, the, this random guy just starts laughing. And 
it becomes ridiculously uncomfortable. And so I kind of give him a look and he stops laughing. Um, And then you start talking again and he starts laughing again. I remember like firmly addressing him. And then he was like dead silent the rest of the time there. And then when it was over, like small group was over, I never saw him again. Yeah. Like he wasn't in the lobby, like nowhere. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. That was weird. Um, it was very <laughs> weird. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about, but I'm pretty sure it was like something just like sharing and yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was odd. And like, so if you, so a thing about me is like I'm always nice to people, but I'm especially nice to weird people, um, because my thought is if someone comes someone who maybe displaced maybe doesn't feel like they're one with everybody that's the person who like in my mind will come back and like shoot up the room and so I'm like I'm gonna be nice to everybody so I go out my way yeah so like I'm just like how can I be nice to him like what's going on that was my thought after that happened yeah but he disappeared. I mean, for real. And the last yeah. thing, it wasn't like giggling. It was like maniacal. Yeah. 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 So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely <laughs> remember that because it was it was odd. It was so out of place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there was a type that it's like, let me be careful that he doesn't like know where my car is. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I'm glad I gave him a laugh, I guess, but don't come back ever. <laughs> Girl, fact. I remember <laughs> afterwards, like, cause I think it maybe had been the second or third time that I had met like Anne. And I remember mm-hmm. her coming up and being like, what was, that yeah. was weird. That yeah. was weird. I probably should have told him like an adult adult about it, but I was like, oh, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. It's cool. No big deal. No big deal. Um, so Buckhead Church, just letting you know that weird thing happened like almost 10 years ago. <laughs> Be Didn't careful. Tell us all, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But Gloria, tell me, tell everyone about yourself, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. I'm Gloria, I'm 31. Yeah. I'm currently live in Atlanta. Um, very um i guess overwhelmed by everything that's going on right now i'm like i've explained to a lot of people i'm very much an extrovert Mm -hmm. so this has been challenging for me yeah um but um i work for a tech company um called call rail um i'm the knowledge manager for the support team which means that i train all of the new hires i maintain our database for knowledge um and just make sure that uh all of the departments that are involved in the company are working well together in communicating things to our support team so that we can help all of our customers that's um awesome yeah, it's a fun role. It's a lot. It's like I basically have to know everything. And um, it's not that I have a problem with that. It's just I, I feel a lot of pressure to be the first 
to know and like communicate effectively. Um, but it's fun. Um, outside of work, um, I definitely love my family. We talked a little bit about my niece. She's six. Shout out to heaven. Um, (laughs) um, I also have my sister. I have three other nephews, my sister's husband, my mom and dad, um, my mom, I'm actually a caregiver for my mom, which is a big part of my life. Um, she has a, like a lot of health issues. She's, um, on dialysis and has vascular dementia and she's a double amputee with Mm. her legs. So, um, that's been very interesting to navigate. Um, I lead a monthly caregiver support group. Um, so I'm always looking for young caregivers. I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so if you know a caregiver who's like not 60, if basically if they don't qualify for AARP, send them my way. Yeah. Um, we'll do. Cause it's, it's a huge task. And I started when I was a freshman in college. So Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's, that's a big part of, besides that, um, I do improv and stand up, uh, comedy, um, is my therapy. <laughs> um, it's very fun. Um, improv is really relaxing. I don't have to think about everything that's going on. It's, it's very in the moment and stand up yeah. is insane because it's so personal Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoy both of those and I love movies. I definitely snuck out of the house and saw Onward and it How was, was like, it? it was so good. I actually <sighs> cried. Mm. Um, Pixar just gets it right. They knew except with Frozen 2. Hate it, Frozen 2. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a Disney like fanatic. So, um, yeah, I will risk it all for Disney. Word. I know that they're going to be releasing movies on demand. Yeah. So people can now watch films in their house instead of in the mm-hmm. movie theater, which if I'm being honest, I always sneak food into the movie theater and it's it's not a life I like to lead, but I feel the need <laughs> to lead it. Yeah. So now I feel better that if I want to watch a movie on demand, I don't have to sneak a Chipotle burrito <laughs> into the Regal Cinema. See, I don't. I love the experience of going to the movie and, like, you know, Mm-mm. the popcorn. Like, I just, like, the smells and, like, they're just things that go hand in hand. And for me, it's, like, popcorn at the theater. And, you know, I I just go and I'm all about the full experience of the movie theater. I respect people like you. I just <laughs> keep thinking, like, I know this popcorn ain't really worth $10. It's not, but the experience and just like, I don't know. I just have such fond memories of going to the movies when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, it's something that I hold dear and I'm like, I'm going to do it the the proper way, you know? <laughs> the world needs more people like you. <laughs> so Gloria, you, you have a lot going on between like working full time as like a knowledge manager, which when you said that, I was like, oh, she lives on top of a mountain and people trek to the top of the mountain to gain the ancient wisdoms <laughs> yes. of, of the world. Trust me. So when I got this promotion, 
that was one of the things I was like, this is such a pretentious title. But my boss was like, gung ho, like, this is your title. Don't like, don't push back on it. Like, I was Own just it. like, yeah. And then you have taking care of your mother and then improv. And so my, I mean, it's a, it's a loaded question, but like, how has the coronavirus or COVID-19 like impacted all of that? Um, so the biggest influence is that it, I, I literally can't visit my mom anymore. I haven't been able to for about a week and a half. Um, mm. The nursing home that she's in is closed to outside visitors. Wow. So um, that's been really challenging and it's been really challenging for her. Um, so my biggest thing is like keeping her spirits lifted. So a lot of FaceTime, even though with her, it's like FaceTiming the ceiling oh. because she doesn't know how to hold the phone. <laughs> or I'm like, mom, please. I want to see your face. <laughs> Bless her. It's all the ceiling and occasionally a balloon that she got for Valentine's Day. But but yeah, so that's been the biggest challenge. I think my, the rest of my family, my niece especially, has started to be like, hey, this is weird. I don't understand this. Like one of our cousins had a birthday party yesterday and my niece really wanted to go. And Mm -hmm. because my cousin's mom is a jerk did not want to cancel the party. I'm like, what? Like, no one, no one's gathering. Like, stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know you, I know you got a cake, but like, I'm just trying to pacify my niece and just tell her, hey, like, maybe we'll be able to do something after all of this is done. Yeah. Um, And also, like, for me, I'm looking forward to, like, vacations that I have scheduled those probably aren't going to happen anymore um like um we go for spring break on a trip every year um Mm -hmm. on my niece's schedule and um this year like I keep looking at April 5th I'm like will this be resolved can we go back to normal la 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 like when they closed the beaches in Florida I was like oh no oh no Um, so I keep looking I I'm very cheap so I keep changing my hotel reservation because they keep lowering the prices yeah um I'm like if it happens we'll have the best deal possible but (laughs) (laughs) I'm such an optimistic and and also there are super cheap flights to go down there right now and I'm just like please let me make it to April 5th, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So I'll yeah. just have to be okay. Um, luckily with my job and a lot of jobs in tech, we have like untracked vacation. So mm-hmm. I'll be able to resume vacation, but I'm just, it's, it's like the little glimmer of hope is there in the distance, but I'm a rational person. I know that it's probably not going to be resolved. And even if it is resolved, the time to like recover from this mm-hmm. is going to take a while. So, yeah. So are you currently like practicing uh, like the recommended like social distancing and staying at home? I am. Um, yeah. I've been, I haven't left my home in probably about four days, four or five days. 
Um, yeah. I think As an she's... extrovert, how are you doing in that? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's been rough. I'm definitely um, FaceTiming. Like, I literally texted a friend who lives in Austin um, and said, surprise! And then she's like, surprise! And then I FaceTimed her. Like, <laughs> 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 so... So yeah, I'm I'm not well. <laughs> this has been such a that's why I was like, oh, podcast, I can talk to somebody, yay! No, I'm <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been interesting. I've been trying to do the social distancing and like, I've I've been outside. So, but you know, in Atlanta, it's that time of the year where it's like the dusting and yeah. pollen is everywhere. Yeah. So you can't stay outside for long. So it's, it's, there's so much working against me as an extrovert right now. Yeah. I'm so sorry. The world needs extroverts and they're going to especially need them whenever we're allowed to be outside again. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, So at work, I'm training new hire. We're still hiring people. And so I'm training people I've never met before. And it's all through Google Hangouts. And I'm just like, so, Carrie, and I'm like trying to get to know them because I'm like, it can't all be about training. I need to know you as a person kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure I'm coming off as like the weirdest person in the world. So just know (laughs) that if you are a new hire at CallRail, and you um, come across me that I'm not this weird person. <laughs> it's just. So what was your like initial responses to hearing reports about uh, the coronavirus? Um, so I was a bit skeptical about it at first. I think more than anything, it was just like, cause let's say a week ago to like, Today, I was having brunch, like, still out, not social distancing. And then my sister and I had a conversation, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to the grocery store and get some supplies. Luckily, I didn't have, like, I didn't forget about, like, toilet paper or anything like this. I think this is something that, like, maybe my dad had been preparing for all his life. And so he, like, makes a delivery of, like, toilet paper and hand sanitizer and all that stuff. Wow. So I didn't have that to worry about. Um, But when the report started and they were like, oh, wash your hands for, like, 20 seconds. I'm like, what have you people been doing all along? Like, Like, things like that. It's just the awareness of, like, maybe people aren't as hygienic as they should be. Or, like, you know for me at the end of the day my mom's health because she's already at risk was always the main concern yeah um so a hyper awareness of that um once I found out that her nursing home was closing um I loaded up on like her toiletries and like things that she needs frequently um and got a care package of that together. I also went to a restaurant that I knew she liked and took her a special meal. Cause I was like, 
I'm not going to be able to see you for a while, but I want to make sure that you're loved and that you know mm-hmm. that you, you know, we're going to take care of you. So yeah. that was really important. Yeah. Um, but um, let's see, maybe a week and a half ago, my office closed and we all are doing remote work. So, um, like, I, the fact that that happened was kind of weird and kind of, um, kind of raised some alarms. Like, maybe yeah. I should be taking this seriously. Yeah. Is that, so that would be the moment where it's like, oh, this, this, this issue is real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one of the things that you mentioned is just like caring for your mom and, mm-hmm. and how you haven't been able to see her and you've been her primary like her caretaker since for 12 years I mean yeah for 12 years how Mm -hmm. has that impacted you um it's I don't know it's kind of forced me to take a break not like yeah um I think it's just kind of something that's ingrained with me like hey check in with her like do this I have a checklist in my head of like caregiving responsibilities and mm-hmm. that checklist is gone now. Yeah. Like if she needs something, I know I can have like Panera delivered or, you know, something delivered now, or I can take it to her. But for the most part, it's just like, I don't have this, I don't want to say obligation, but I don't have this responsibility as much. Yeah. So it's been, it's been freeing, but um, it's also been like, this I don't want to say it's this preview to like what life will be like without her Mm -hmm. that's been very sobering but yeah um I am hyper aware of how much of a impact she made on my day-to-day now yeah Mm -hmm. yeah those are big things yeah what does it look like um and not being able to just have like uh improv and then like stand up that's been challenging um i think um there's a family of an a huge connection with my fellow players um with improv and um with stand up like there's a camaraderie among comedians um even if you just go for an open mic and you don't know anybody like yeah there's an understanding that i'm stepping on the stage i'm giving a part of myself away yeah um and that is tough it's you are doing trial and error like you can either garner laughs or you can bomb completely um and there's such a rush with doing it that's been challenging because it's 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 definitely an adrenaline rush it and it's also my therapy I don't take that statement lightly like I I of course do therapy just like you know talk therapy but there's nothing more cathartic than getting on stage and finding the humor even in you know challenging situations like my like my mom doesn't have any legs like that's I call her Lieutenant Dan like 
<laughs> and that's my coping me- mechanism. And yeah. That, that should be funny. Like, that's not uncomfortable. Like, people are very uncomfortable, but it shouldn't be uncomfortable because it's natural. And that's like something that happened and how I, I can choose to be sad about it or I can choose to uh, see the glass half full and yeah. make light of it. And because that's what's keeping me going. Yeah, and I think even more than that, like, I think for for people, like, listening to the episode who are going to be like, oh, my God, like, I think that you're her caregiver. Like, this yeah. has been a, um integral part of your life for 12 years, um, for approaching almost half of your life. Yeah. And so, like, what you've had to do to maintain doing that um, like, I think it's just sometimes, like, that's the importance of support groups who understand, like, the necessary uses of humor to get through a situation that's difficult, especially because, like, you are the caregiver of your parent, like, through your adolescence, emerging adulthood, and, like, full adulthood. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, that's a lot to the handle yeah um do you think if you could go back you'd change the way that you would respond or do you think you'd still respond about the same way um I think that I probably would have started working from home sooner Mm -hmm. um of like in our building someone tested positive for COVID-19 and we mm-hmm. found out about it. Like, they were last in the building on March 11th, um, which was a couple of days before we started working remote completely. It's mm-hmm. a huge building. It's 20 or no, 30 floors. Um, like, thousands of people work in that building. We, The person who tested positive didn't work for our company. But that doesn't mean I didn't share elevators with that person. Or yeah. go get Starbucks with that person, like in the same area as that person. So, yeah, um, it's just like little things like that have been concerning, and I probably would have isolated myself earlier. Um, I I was still going out like socially. Um, I probably would have tapered off on that, although I had one of my very best friends was in town um, uh, with uh, the Atlanta Opera. I was doing a production of Porgy and Bess. And um, unfortunately, it got canceled, like, the night that I was supposed to see it. But I'm sure it was wonderful. I got to see him at the Med. He's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, um, but yeah, so just little things like that. Like, I was still like, oh, I'll push through. I also think that as a younger person and relatively healthier person, like, I kind of felt untouched. Like, oh, this just affects older people. Like, I need to worry about not giving it to my mom. But yeah, for me, and not just my mom, but, like, other people in her nursing home as well. But um, I, I think there was kind of this, like, I'm invincible kind of yeah. um, thought. But 
now I'm seeing that it's definitely affecting people my age and people who are healthy and should in all theories be fine but they're struggling like I have a friend who's 26 who lives in California who has it and could barely get up the stairs and oh wow yeah so um and this is a guy who like works out all the time like is healthy um but this literally is no joke and um taking it seriously is like what we should be doing yeah totally I think it's helpful to hear those stories because I'm definitely someone that like I have a level like I was I don't know if it's because like I'm a child of immigrants or it's just like listen I live a life and in a world where bad things are happening all the time and bad things are currently happening in my life and so with COVID it's just like I when it gets here, it gets here. Um, and so having to struggle with just like, oh, this is a whole lot worse than what I like allowed my mind to take in. Mm-hmm. And so hearing things about like friends and how close it can be, um, it's like, it's really helpful yeah. to help me like capture the gravity. Um, Cause I sometimes feel like social media has taken away from like, I mean, it can add and take away of how heavy things can become sometimes. Um, so um, I wanted to ask you, I'm gonna ask a couple questions, but this is sort of the one to start wrapping up. What is the first thing you will do when you are able to leave your home and you don't have to stay at home and social distancing is like done? <laughs> um, the first thing that I'm going to do is definitely like, go out for a really good meal. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, like I, so one of the things that has been inspiring, but also been very scary is just realizing that people don't have like, no, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, especially in our restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the fact that like, no one has a security blanket. Yeah. Um, it's been that part has been very sobering. Yeah. Um, I've been very fortunate that like I'm not stressed about like I have a job, like I'm gonna can keep getting paid, like that kind of thing. But there are people who like I I have tons of friends who are servers, and they are dependent upon patrons coming into their restaurants, like. So there are so many GoFundMe's that I'm like $5 here, $10 here, like as much as I can give. Mm, Um, And then there was a restaurant that I love in Atlanta called Gusto. They have the option where you can purchase bonds. So if you purchase $100, you get $150. Um, So if you purchase $100 now, you get $150 in July to use. So like there are tons of ideas and creative creative ways to kind of support each other um in uh on next door there was an older neighbor who was like you know i don't have toilet paper like here i will bring you toilet paper like you know things yeah. like that so i that part of it is inspiring um and it's just 
the little faith in humanity that I had it's it's growing a little bit like I'm like because I'm like I before this started like I was just we're coming off of the impeachment hearing and like all of this like negative stuff and I'm just like is humanity still there and it's that part is nice to see that humanity is still here and that we will support each other yeah I think it's been really great to just watch how people whether it's just um, supporting others to like, hey, I have way too much toilet paper. You need to wipe your butt today. So mm-hmm. here's some toilet paper. Good luck. To even just restaurants coming together and just like, hey, we're not making a profit, but we have a lot of this stuff. Where can the food go? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and realizing that when they choose to do things like that, they're operating at a loss to their business. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just the idea of patroning places just so that employees can get paid. Yeah. Um, really just appreciating those sorts of efforts. A question I actually meant to ask you earlier was how is your niece processing all of this? She's been okay, but I think she hit a wall. Um, like she's used to like going to the park and like, um, I think she she has a calendar of things she's definitely looking forward to. Um, like that birthday party that I mentioned earlier was one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just, I I think as a kid you are very like selfish, mm-hmm. and you kind of grow out of that as you get older, ideally. Yeah, <laughs> but um, she is definitely like. Why can't I go outside? Why can't we do this? Why can't I go to school? And so um, everything right now, and she she calls it COVID-19 and coronavirus. And she's like, coronavirus ruins everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's... She's all of us. But yes, I'm like, I identify with that. It does ruin <laughs> Yeah. Um, but she's she's also a very bright spot in the day so I FaceTime with her often we you know sing songs from Frozen 2 to each other (laughs) or she'll show me how to do makeup we do makeup tutorials so (laughs) Gloria my last last question before we end this um what can people do for the extroverts in the world who are struggling with being inside and social distancing so it starts off with a text message surprise (laughs) then you facetime them (laughs) i do suggest doing that because it's really fun and it's kind of like a roulette but um just check in i think instead of texting like just call that person like i think it's very important to put a face to a voice at this time like um it's even if it's five minutes like what are you doing like we're all just changing from our day pajamas to our night pajamas at this point like Mm -hmm. like let's let's really like be intentional about connecting with people and I think that would be really helpful even if it's you know if you're not in Atlanta dealing with the pollening, like have a porch party with your neighbor or something like that. 
Um, I am, I'm trying to be very intentional about connecting and oftentimes reconnecting with people yeah, who I haven't seen in a while and like just checking in because this is affecting everyone. Coronavirus is not just attacking Democrats or Republicans. Like it's, it's affecting everybody. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely the time to reach out and bridge the gap between neighbors, socially, socially distancing, acceptable distance, but, um, picking up the phone. I think that's really important. I think, um, this is going to be um, one of those times when, you know, in 20 years, we look back on the history books of how people reacted. Um, yeah. And it's going to be very important to remember that before iPhones and before TikTok and Instagram, like, we actually, like, communicated as a, as a people. Um, it wasn't just, like, doing make the stallion dance moves like we yeah <laughs> you know we <laughs> we connected although that savage challenge is really fun and everybody should try it yes <laughs> i really like the flip the switch challenge yes. but again the flip the switch would be a flipping from my daytime wear to my nighttime wear exactly becoming one of the same <laughs> i am like <laughs> hyper aware especially as i go back to work tomorrow like I have to do these trainings, um, like video chats. And so I'm like, oh, I should put on different clothes at Ray Day. Like this needs to be a thing. Or I'm starting to dress up like my pajamas with jewelry. So very nice. <laughs> yes. Listen, listeners, take a note from Gloria. <laughs> yes. Jewelry and pajama wear yes. is a thing. <laughs> It is. Well, Gloria, thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah. Um, best wishes in navigating the coronavirus as an extrovert and even just like having to be connected with your mom when distance really is something that keeps y'all apart. Mm-hmm. Um, stay flauncy, stay bougie, stay in your pajamas and jewelry. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there any final thing you want to say to the people listening? Um, just stay positive and help each other. Like that's all we've got to do right now. Word. Well, thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Bye. I think that yeah, went really I... well. If you find value in what you're hearing, please feel free to rate the episode, leave a review, and share it with your friends. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram for updates. Remember in this time, stay distant and close. Have a good week.